0: 2nd Kings chapter 4, and I'm going to read from verse 1. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. I want to stop right here, go back and reread verse 1. Just read it slowly so that you can understand it. Even in your personal Bible reading, you can just read the verse slowly. If you read fast, you won't even know what you read. So we need to read the word of God slowly. Give some time and read. So, first 1 says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha. Now, Elisha was a Prophet of God. Then you have other smaller, uh, you know, prophets there. They're called the sons of the prophets. Something happened to one of them. One man, one prophet, he dies. After he died, something happens to his family. The wife and the children Have no income. They get into debt. And the enemy is now coming after them. And she said, I am in a big problem. I need help. I have a problem and I need help. If we want change in our lives, we have to understand our need for change. If I don't come to the place of understanding where I know that I have a need and I need to go to God, then I'm not going to get that need met. If I need to change, God is the one who can change me. And in order for me to be able to achieve that goal, which is change, I need to go to God who can change me. Change my situation. So, whatever your condition is, whether it's a health crisis or a financial crisis, you know, or a marriage crisis, whatever it may be, you need to know that I can go to God Almighty. I can get my problems solved if I take it to God Almighty. So, This widow of this prophet who served God faithfully was coming to Elisha, the prophet, who was ordained by God to bless the sons of the prophets and the nation as a whole, whoever would come. We saw this yesterday. It's so important. If you want water, you need to... Get to where water is. You can't expect water to hop, skip, and jump and come to you. If you want to be blessed, you need to come to the blesser. And so, this wife, this widow of the prophet, when she got stuck and she knew that she was in deep trouble, she said to herself, let me go to Elisha the prophet and let me stay at him my problem. Let me take my problem to Elisha the prophet and let me tell him what's going on. You know why? Because she had faith. She had faith. This widow, not the sons of the prophets, had faith. She has watched God perform miracles in her life. She knew that God is real. The God of Israel is real. And when this problem came, she knew I need to go. I need to go to Elisha the prophet. If I go to him and if I tell him what is happening, then God will do something about the situation that this problem will be resolved. It's so important when you come for prayer. Whether to a meeting like this or you come to church service or you make a phone call to us, or you come to church and after service you come and see us. Whatever problem you're bringing, you need to have faith that as you bring before God, when you place it before the servants of God, God is placed before you, God will bring a solution to that. God will do a miracle for you. God will do something. God will fix it. That faith is very important. Number one, if that faith is not there, then I'm really not going to Be able to receive what God has for me. Because God always wants to help. We saw this Sunday in the church service. Jesus cares. Jesus can. And Jesus will. Jesus cares for you. Jesus can do a miracle for you. And Jesus will do a miracle for you. That's what faith is. Faith is, Jesus is for me. Jesus is me. Jesus wants to bless me. Jesus wants to prosper me. Jesus wants to provide for me. So what's the problem? The problem is we're not going to him all the time. We go to him once in a while. We try to fix it on our own. We get disappointed discouraged, and then when things go the other way or we try to fix it. We get mad at God because it didn't go the way we thought it should have gone. Or we never took it to God to begin with. Or God would have told you something and you never did it fully. So, faith will do what the person is told to do. Faith is not going to go by what they're seeing at that moment. Because if they see and they judge, and they act based on what they're seeing, then they're not going to receive the miracle because now you're walking by feelings, you're walking by sight. There's no God in it at that point. If you live your life by feelings, if you live your life by whatever you see and hear, at that point, there's no place for God to work at all. We take our problems to God. We're going because we are believing that my God is able to bring down my mountain. My God is able to raise up my valley. My God is able to part my Red Sea. My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or imagine. So that faith, this is called the initial faith or the basic faith, faith at the foundational level. We can all lay the foundation. Foundation is very important, understand. Foundation is very important. But if you only lay the foundation and there's no structure on it, then you really can't do much with that thing that you're trying to build, whatever it is. You need to have a good foundation and you need to have a good structure and you need to have good everything. So every part is important. So every step of the way, we need to have faith. We can have faith to come to God, but Then we need to have faith to believe in what he's saying. Then we need to have faith to receive when he's giving. Then we need to have faith to hold on to what he gave. Then we need to have faith to do something with what he gave. You see, there are so many places where faith needs to be in action. So if that is not in action, what is going to happen is the faith that brought us to the beginning will be like a building that has only foundation and that's it. Ten years later, just the foundation is still there. That was the problem when it came to the children of Israel. They all had the faith to leave Egypt. They all had the faith to put the Passover, uh, the blood, the lamb, the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. They all had the faith to eat that bitter herbs. They all had the faith to pack up everything. They all had faith that we're leaving. They all had the faith to borrow whatever they needed to borrow and leave. Let me tell you this. That's the initial faith. Good. It was good. And that faith took them out of Egypt. Think about your life. God has brought you here because you have faith. It's not because you don't have faith. It's because you have faith don't let the devil fool you into thinking that. oh you don't have faith you do now that faith needs to go from where it is to where it needs to be faith walks right we saw faith must walk faith must walk faith talks faith must talk faith must talk faith sees faith must see faith must see with what is what we're going to see it's very important So the children of Israel had faith to leave Egypt. Excellent. If they wouldn't have had faith to leave Egypt, then they would have all stayed in Egypt as slaves. But that's not the case. They had faith. So that initial faith is good. It's essential. But is it enough is the question. Faith to leave Egypt. That faith has to grow to continue through the desert, to go into the promised land. That faith should be there to continue to go through the desert, to cross the Red Sea, to go into the promised land. And that faith has to continue to take over every area of the promised land. And that faith must continue to be able to stay in that promised land. You see? That's how our life is. We can be happy. Well, I got saved. I came to Jesus. Good, excellent, very good. That's a foundation. But then one stone upon the other, one stone upon the other, there has to be a structure that needs to be steadily built and that can only be done through faith. And so this woman of God who had a tragedy that took place in her life where her husband was gone, Now she's left with two sons. On top of that, she's already in a lot of pain. On top of that, you have this financial problem that is taking place. No money, no money. Think about that. Think about the place where she was. Husband is dead. Now you have two boys. She is heartbroken. The children are heartbroken. Now you have no money. On top of that, you have someone coming and threatening her. She didn't have money. She borrowed. Now the creditors are coming, threatening her. Give me the money or I'll take your sons away. Her husband is gone. Now she's at the verge of losing both her sons. Now, if she would have came earlier to Elisha, After her husband died, when she was having the financial trouble, God would have done a miracle before itself. But she waited until there came a point where she almost lost both her sons. You don't have to wait till another tragedy happens. We need to be people of faith, and people of action. Don't try to do things on your own. That's what she did. She had this financial problem, and she kept borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing and borrowing on her own. Not because God wanted her to, not because it was the will of God, but she was borrowing on her own. I need now, I need this now, so let me get it. And tell somebody, I'll give it back to you. I'll give it back to you. I'll give it back to you. But there's no way of giving it back because she had no source of income, getting anything. If she would have, then she'd have been able to. But that wasn't the case. She waited until both her sons were going to be taken away. When you have a problem, don't delay to get in touch with God. If God has placed Elisha's in your life, don't wait until everything is gone and you're at the last end, last second where you're standing and you're about to fall from a cliff fence and say, now I'm going to seek help. Don't wait till the last minute. She could have spared herself of all this agony. If she would have came to the man of God earlier, right after the husband died, if she would have came to the man of God, had no way of living with these two children. Oh, man of God, can you help us? Well, I should have done a miracle right there. The miracle that they got at this point, they could have gotten it before. Delay. Don't be slow to receive help. Be quick. Many times, pride will keep us from getting the help that we need. I can manage. I can pray. I can do this. I will try. It's good to try, though. It's good to try. But when you know that it's not working, when you know and you can see that it's not going to happen, at that point, you know you need to get help right away. Don't wait until... It won't happen. Don't wait until you really go downhill. You don't have to do that. You can see. You know yourself. You know your situation. She knew that this was going to happen. She waited. Don't wait. Don't wait. She had the faith to come to the man of God. To let him know. This is what is happening. Don't wait. You can avoid Injury. You can avoid pain, you can avoid suffering, unnecessary, unwanted suffering if you are quick to getting the help that you need. So what happens here, she missed that, but now she's come to the place where her sons were going to be taken away from her. So now she comes to the prophet and she's crying out to Elisha saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. Point number two, we must understand. A good witness is very important. A A good witness is very important. The man, the sons of the prophet, this man who died, had a good testimony from his wife. His wife was able to say, this man was truly a man of God. This man was a man who feared the Lord. That means he will not do anything wrong. He knew that God is there. God is watching. He had faith in God and he did the right thing. You know how, ri- how righteous this man was. You know how righteous my husband was. That's what she's saying. You know how he lived. You know how faithful he was. That's what she's saying here. And look what has happened to us. Now, his two sons are the verge of being taken away as slaves. The creditors are coming. Don't wait for too long. Don't wait. Anytime you see yourself going down, anytime you see something going wrong, don't wait. You need to fight. As New Testament believers, we're all taught how to fight. The good fight of faith by being on our knees and praying at the same time. When you need help, reach out. Reach out. Get the counsel that you need. Get the help that you need. That's why God has shepherds. Somebody's going to say that our oh, pastor's not sleeping. She's already not sleeping. This is insane. She's telling now, get the help you need. Don't worry about that. Right now, think about your walk with God. If we suffer because of righteousness, then it's a blessing. Nobody should be not doing their part. And when they're told to do what they should do, that they're not doing it, and as a result of that, they are suffering. That shouldn't be the case. If you're taught how to put the shoes and tie the shoelaces, do it. Don't sit over there on the stairs and cry saying that oh, I want mommy to t- tie my shoelace. I want mommy to put the shoes on. That's not going to happen. Things that you know how to do it and God has taught you to do it, you do it. That's how you're going to get good at it. But then there are times that you know that you can't lift that heavy bag and you need help at that time. That time call. Call for help. At that time, don't say, well, I'm going to try everything I can. I don't want to disturb. I don't want to bother. That's the lie of the enemy. You don't want to bother. What is your text going to do? Your text is going to come, and if I see, when I see, I'll pray. And when the Lord prompts me to, I'll call. So don't worry about it. If the Lord doesn't leave me, then I'll not call. Don't get offended by it. Because God has his timing. Sometimes the Lord will tell me to refrain from calling. I'll just pray. I'll pray that God will help you to use the principles that God has given for you to fight. And I've heard testimonies that when I didn't call, people have done what they should have done and God has answered them. There are times when the Lord will tell me to do that. You pray. God will lead me to pray for you to do exactly what God wants you to do. And for you to pray and get the help that you need from God so that you can grow. Then there are times that the Lord will immediately tell me, call now. Those are times I'll call, even if it's two in the morning or three in the morning. So when it comes to your well-being, don't risk it. Don't risk it. My schedule, God has it in his hands. Your life, you need to take it in your hands. And where there's a need, get the help that you need. And God will bless you. But at the same time, don't run when you're told not to run. Hold mommy's hands and don't cross the road on your own means that's what you should do. Now if you run ahead and get hit, and now what's that gonna do? You will you'll be in pain, mom will be in pain, a lot of time will be wasted because of that disobedient child that didn't do his or her job, which was to hold the mother's hand and walk, wait for the signal, and then cross. So there's a lot of waste of time that happens also. So think about it. You want to be someone who will be sensitive to God, his voice, and simply do what he's telling you to do so that you can be protected when God tells you to do something, it's for your own good, for your own protection. And when there's a need in your life, when you feel that, I need God to help me. I need God to strengthen me. Then seek Him with all your heart. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. So what happens here? She comes to Elisha and she's saying, Elisha, My husband was a righteous man. Now these creditors are coming to take my sons away. Like I said, from the time my husband died to the time the creditors are going to take the sons away. Something could have been done. But now, at least she's coming. She's coming because she had faith. She came to Elisha because she had faith. It's a good thing. She was a woman of faith. Now you can have faith. You need to move your legs along with faith to do what you should do. And that's what she did. She reached out. After she came to Elisha and she placed her petition before Elisha, she got a solution. Now let's read verse 2 and let's go down further. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Look how long she waited. You don't have to be in that position. Whatever you may be going through, don't delay to receive the help that you need. Don't delay. Don't delay. So, she has nothing except a jar of oil. Everything is gone. Everything is gone. She doesn't even have food for the next meal. Everything is gone. So what is she going to do? Even if she had the two sons, what is she going to do? She has nothing to even provide for them. The creditors are going to come and take, even if the creditors don't come. What is she going to do with them? She has no clue. Don't delay in getting the help that you need. Don't delay. Then, he said, because she came now, she is now getting the help. She didn't have to go through all of that heartache. Now, verse 3 says, then, uh, then he said, which is Elisha, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Specific instructions have been given. What is Elisha saying? Elisha the prophet saying, he says, go borrow vessels from everywhere. As much as you can, get empty vessels from everywhere. Get empty vessels. Then he's saying, don't just get a little. Get as much as you can. So she got a very clear instruction. One is, get it from everywhere. Two is, it should be empty. Three is, let it not be few. That means get plenty of vessels. Get as much as you can. All empty. Specific instructions, he said. And then, when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. the so next he's saying, after you do what I told you to do, after you get everything that you need to get, then he says, come inside the house and close the door. And then pour into all the vessels and set aside the full ones. So he says, You're going to come inside and you're going to fill all the pots with what? The oil that you have. Verse 5 is very crucial because verse 5 says, So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Faith of the mother and faith of the sons. You see that. They knew if Elisha tells something... It is going to work. We must do it. She didn't say, Well, how am I going to go and borrow, Elisha? I'm already in trouble. I've borrowed much already. I don't want to borrow anymore. You know, there are people like that. They would mess up everything. And when you give a counsel, they'll just look at you. Hmm. Will this work? Well, your counsel didn't work. When God is giving you a counsel, put away your counsel and just listen and do what you're told to do. It's important. It's important. She borrowed before on her own. God didn't tell her to borrow. The way she borrowed was not God's plan and it was not in God's will. And that's why she got into such a deep debt. But if God tells you to borrow, God will fill it. If God tells you to borrow, God will fill it. That's the key. When God says, do this, then he will take care of it. But if God doesn't tell you to do that and you just go and borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow, then what's going to happen? You won't have any way of paying back. You'll be in deep debt. That's what happened to her. She didn't seek the Lord. She didn't seek the Lord on borrowing. She didn't seek the Lord as to what she needed to do when she didn't have the resources to sustain her and she did it on her own and got herself into deep debt trust in the lord with all your heart don't lean unto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths whatever path you may be going through it is important for you to understand that i need to consult with god If you have God's servants make use of that. If you have God who is doing miracles through God's servants make use of that. Make use of that. Don't do your own thing and get yourself into trouble. And after that come up with a bigger trouble. Now you've already gone through so much beaten. In every angle. Because you did your own thing. Trust in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't do your own thing. Don't do your own thing. You know, when the enemy will have a hold on your life? When? When you do what he wants you to do. When you go to him when you think that you can do things your way, anytime you step outside the will of God, then you're in Satan's zone. God's zone and outside God's zone is Satan's zone. There's no neutral zone. When you step outside the will of God, you will step into the enemy's zone, which is no good for anyone. So it's important for us to consult with God as to what his will is. Am I in the will of God? Am I within the will of God? It's very important. So, the man of God, the prophet of God is telling her now, now go borrow. What kind of a logic is this? She got into trouble borrowing. Now she has to borrow again. Will God say something like that? There are some people like that. You think they're better than the wonderful counselor. When the Holy Spirit gives the counsel to through the servants of God, they'll say, well, I don't think it's going to work for me. At that point, we don't say anything. We simply say what God wants us to tell in order to help people. But when they say, well, I think God is leading me differently, at that point, we keep quiet. When somebody comes and says, well, God is leading me, this is what God told me, and I'm going to do it, we don't say anything. Even when God shows that it's not God's fault, they're going to fall into a ditch the Lord will say, don't say anything. You know why? Because they already decided. If someone says, God told me at that point, I have no place there. Which God is it? Which God is it? We have to understand that when we come to God's servants, we're there to receive and to be blessed by God. They're not someone that we just come and vent and say, okay, this all happened Monday through Friday, all this happened and... uh, Uh, I prayed and I got everything in bye. That's not why God has placed his servants on earth. God's servants are there to give you life, to show you his will, to help you when you feel like you're going to stumble, to lift you up, to bandage your wounds. Don't try to self-medicate yourself when you know you can't. Don't try to do things on your own when you know that you're about to faint. Don't wait till then. And then come up, come with a big blow up. Don't do that. When you come to the servants of God, be willing to receive counsel. For some people, there's a veil. It's there. They want to hear good words. Oh, God will bless you. Oh, God will prosper you. God will multiply you. Well, We don't do that. If God says something is wrong, we say it as it is. We need to be able to take that. If something is wrong, we need to be able to receive that so that we can correct ourselves and get better. If we don't receive corrections, then we won't be able to grow. My phone locked me up. So I'm going to go back and read from verse five onwards. Whatever instruction you're told, you should do it exactly the way it is. Don't do half and say that, well, I did it. No. If you're told to take a medicine three times a day and a certain dosage, you're supposed to do that. If you don't do it, then what's going to happen? You won't see the result. So when God tells you to do something, do do it exactly the way God is telling you to do. And then you're going to see the result that God has promised. So with this woman, the prophet of God is giving her a very specific instruction. He says, go borrow. Borrow from a lot of people. And then you know the, the pots all should be empty. And then you come inside and make sure you close the door. And then you and your sons fill everything. Don't just get a few. She got the instruction and she went and did exactly what she was told. She was a woman of faith. She had faith to come to the man of God. She had faith to obey what she was told. She believed that once I do this, my problem will be solved. Once I do this, my problem will be solved. That's what faith is. Faith will see What others don't see. Elisha already saw when he was giving the command. He already saw this problem solved. He already saw that she's going to be comfortable after that. And he's telling her, do this. And Elisha told her that she too saw. Because she saw with her eyes of faith. Mm -hmm. If she would have just had the faith to come to Elisha. But didn't have the faith to do what Elisha told her to do. Then her sons would have been gone for good. May God help us to understand this very important step, faith to obey, faith to come to the presence of God, faith to obey what you're told to do. So verse six, now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. So she did exactly what she was told to do. All the vessels were filled with what? The little oil that she had. So imagine the faith she would have had when she had all the pots in front of her and she's taking the little oil that she had that she told Elisha, this is what I have. And she's doing what she was told to do, which was to take that oil and pour it into the next vessel that was next to her. And what, what happens? All of a sudden, as she keeps pouring, the oil keeps coming. It's not stopping. And she filled that and she could have said, quick, 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 get the other one, get the other one. She was able to pour, pour and pour and pour and pour and pour and pour. And the last vessel came after she poured it in. She's asking her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not another vessel. So what happens here? The oil that was poured into the vessel, once it was poured in, and there was no more remaining vessels that were there, the oil stopped. You know what a powerful God we have. It's not that the oil kept coming and then she poured and, and she didn't know what happened because there's no con- container and the whole living room was full of oil and was oil everywhere and everybody slipped and fell. and No. The purpose with which God does miracles, gets fulfilled. He said, get as many containers. Now, all the containers that she brought, not a single container was remaining without oil. God kept that oil coming until the need was there. Once the need was met, the oil stopped. No more, no more. God is speaking to us today. When God tells you to do something, just do it. There's no loss in God's kingdom. There's no loss in God's economy. When God tells you to do something, simply do it because he's all powerful. Simply do it because he's all good. Simply do it because when he tells you to do something, he is going to do a miracle from it. God's miracles are within his commands. When you do what God tells you to do, then the miracle that is within the command will begin to be revealed in your life. So what happens here? This woman of faith, this woman of faith, not only got the pots, but she had faith to take that oil and pour into it. We need to have faithful Everything we do in our lives, every step and every state in our lives, we need to have faith. Faith in God. When God tells us do something, simply do it. And you will see the glory of God. Now, then she came and told the man of God. See, she did her own thing before And she saw failure after failure after failure. Now she came to the man of God. The man of God told her to get the pots, to put the pots inside, to close the door. She and her sons are going to be inside. And to take the oil and pour. He didn't tell anything after that. She's coming to the man of God after that. She could have just thought, well, I have all these things and, you know, let me see what I can do with it. No, she comes to the man of God again. She learned a lesson that I did my own thing. I did my own way and I got myself into this mess. No more. We need to be people of character. When you do, when you do something and you see that there's a negative outcome that you got from it, use that as a lesson and don't repeat that. Use your failures in the past as a lesson to not go into failure again. Do not repeat that. She came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. What a powerful God. What a powerful God we have. What a powerful God we have. We just need to go to the living God. We just need to go to the living God. Call upon Jesus. We just need to go to him. We just need to have him involved in our lives. God will do tremendous things in our lives when we bring Jesus into our problems. See, after Elisha told this, after Elisha told this to this widow and her sons. They went and got all of these things. Now Elisha was not sitting saying, Well, I wonder what she did. Let me go and let me tell her what she should do next. No, that's not Elisha's job. That's the woman's job. She sought him for step one. Once step one was done, it's her job to call Elisha to find out step two. Mm-hmm. If we are in need, we need to seek God. Don't sit in your seat and say, somehow God will reach me. Somehow God will reveal these things to me. Somehow I should be called. Who do we think we are? We have to understand that. If we think that we need to be served and we need to be served, we need to be served, then at that point, we are our own idols. We need to be in a place of humility so God's grace can just be poured upon us. God gives grace to the humble. If I am in need, I need to go. If you're sick, you need to go to the hospital. People do that, right? If you're sick, you don't stay at home and say, well, if the doctor cares, the doctor should make the call, the doctor should come to my house, and the doctor should treat me. We don't do that. Well, how in the world do we think it works in the kingdom of God? Why do we think that way? Why? It's a deceptive spirit, isn't it? Because we don't do the thing. same thing when it comes to our health, our physical health. But when it comes to our spiritual health, we gamble. When it comes to our spiritual health, we let pride come in. How come there's no pride when you have to go to the doctor for your physical health? But how come there's so much pride when it comes to your spiritual health, when you need to get the help you need? something going on there. May God open your eyes of understanding to show you where the need is so that you can be blessed. That's the goal. You will be blessed. When you seek God with all your heart, you will be blessed. God will bless you beyond measure. She was blessed beyond measure. All she wanted to do was to pay whatever she needed to pay so that her sons were with her, that she won't lose her sons. God gave her more than she has to imagined. Not only were her debts paid off, she had extra to live off of it. She don't have to worry about anything. She had the income that she needed for the rest of her life. This is who our God is. He is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine. Never take matters into your own hands. Never play God in your circumstances. Never try to do things your way because the end will be tears and suffering. Take everything to God. And when you need help, get the help that you need. If God has placed Elisha's in your life, it is for a reason. That's why there's an Elisha there. That's why there's an Elijah there. That's why there's a Moses there. And God has placed anointed vessels of God right in front of you. Make use of it. And God will bless you. God will bless you. When it comes to your physical health, there are a lot of people who just delay and delay and delay and don't go and get tested or checked. They don't want to go do a blood work. They don't want to go check and see. I'm feeling this way, but I don't want to go to the doctor. And then when they go, it'll be like stage four. It'll be like the last minute where you can't do anything about it. Don't do that when it comes to your soul. Just like you should not do it with your body. You shouldn't do it with your soul. Give importance to your soul. Humble yourself before God and get every help that you need so that you can flourish before God Almighty. Need to flourish before God Almighty. So she did exactly what she was told to do. We need to be like that because she had faith to come to Elisha and state her problems. See, she would have avoided it all along. She would have thought, well, I don't want anybody to know that I'm in debt. I don't want anybody to know that I don't have anything in the house. Even what, what little I have, we'll manage. We don't want anybody to know. What do you call that? You don't want the whole world to know. But you need the man of God to know so that you can be helped. When you keep yourself inside, you say that I don't want even the prophet to know. At that point, you won't get the help you need. You know why? That's P-R-I-D-E that is stopping you from showing what you lack. Yes, I am in debt. Yes, I have a need. Yes. I have trouble in this area or I'm struggling with this sin, or this is what is going through. This is what I'm going through or I'm being harassed by the enemy or I'm having depression or I'm having anxiety. Don't try to put up a front. Try to show yourself as something when you're not. That's not going to help you. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour because this woman delayed. She got herself into such an agonizing situation. Imagine what she would have gone through that night. Imagine what she would have gone through the previous day. Even Imagine what she would have gone through. Imagine what agony her sons would have gone through. Not only she put herself through it, she put her children through it too. Because she would have thought that, I don't want Elish- Elisha to know. I don't want to go and tell him that I have a need. I'll try to manage. Well, I'm the sons of the prophet's wife. See? You have pride, spiritual pride. It got her into a deeper problem. Spiritual pride is deadly. Pride itself is deadly. Spiritual pride is all the more deadly. God is speaking to hearts. Humble yourself into the mighty hand of God. In due time, God will lift us up. When God places prophets in our lives, it is a love of God. It just shows how much God loves you. When God places anointed vessels before you, it's because God, because God cares about you. Because God wants you to be helped. Because God wants you to live. We need to be humble people. We need to know that if I go, and if I seek help, I will be helped. I don't have to worry about anything. Elisha's not going to go and tell the whole world, well, do you know what happened to this? We don't. But the enemy will bring thoughts. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Eventually, the whole world will know. That's what happens when people try to hide their disease and sickness and say, well, I don't want others to know. And then the disease gets so bad and they die from it. Everyone knows. When they're in their last stage, everyone knows. Everyone knows. What a tragedy. We don't want to be like that when it comes to our soul. Never put up a front. Never have a false image. Be true. If you're sick, you are sick. You need the help you need. If you're not feeling well, you're not feeling well. You need help at that time. When you're not feeling well, don't say, well, I'm doing well. That's a lie. When you're not doing well spiritually, don't say, I'm doing well spiritually. It's not going to help anyone. It's not going to help you. It didn't help this woman. When you have a need, acknowledge your need. Believe that you have a God who is able to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It's okay to come and tell God, Lord, I'm broke. It's a good thing to come and tell him because he can fix it. You don't have to go through it alone. If you don't have God, if you don't have a prophet in Israel, then you can try to do things your own way. Struggle and bang your head and try to break your head and somehow think and think and how can I fix it? How can I fix it? But if you have the help that you need given by God, where the anointing of God is flowing, Make use of it. You don't have to go through unnecessary struggles. We all have struggles and pain and problems that we all deal with. Fights that are necessary. Spiritual warfare. Good fight of faith. We're all fighting. We shouldn't be fighting battles that are not necessary. See? And God has given us a way of escape. Take it. At that time, don't say, well, I'm not going to take the way of escape. I'm going to you know, tough it out over here. I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to show how strong I am. And I don't want to look like a cover coward trying to take the way of escape. That'll be foolishness. God has provided a way of, way of escape. Take it and go. You'll be so glad you did. When God has provided every help from heaven, take it because it's because of His love for you. He had He has made it available for you we're going to close our eyes and look to the Lord. But I want you to understand this important principle of humility. When there's a need, I need to run to Jesus. When there's a need, I don't want to do my own thing. How many times have you lost something? Your car keys or your glasses? You'll start searching and searching and searching and searching and searching. Then you'll feel like your head is spinning and you're so tired. You're not able to find out where it is. Your cell phones might have misplaced and you search and search. And finally, what do you do? Well, I'm not able to find, I'm not able to find it. So what do you do? You pray. Oh, you could have done that before in little things and in big things. Get Jesus involved. You won't have that frustration. You won't have that turmoil. You won't have to waste time. Take everything to God in prayer. There's a beautiful hymn. It goes like this. All these things happen because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Everything. Everything. You're so used to doing things. Something happens immediately, jump in. Something goes wrong, jump in. Before you jump in, bring Jesus there. Jesus will tell you whether to jump in or to sit back. He is the bondage breaker. He's the mighty healer. He's the provider. He is the one who exhausts his people. He is our healer. Jesus is everything. When you learn to involve Jesus in every area of your life, that means even in little things. If you have a small pain over here, a small cut over here, you're so used to taking and putting a band-aid. We do that, right? You have a cut. You just show your finger in cold water, wipe it, clean it, and you put a band-aid on. How many of you have stopped and prayed? How many of you have given that little thing over to God? How many of you involve God in every day of your life? It is the mercy of God that when you put the band-aid in, it heals, but we can't take things for granted. If we have a habit of getting God involved in everything, let me tell you, there won't be a second without Jesus. There won't be Another second that you live without Jesus, living life with Jesus Christ is the perfect life that God has for us. It's the best life that God has for us. The plans that God has for us is to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us future and hope. We all know this very familiar verse. But how can we inherit that plan? Many people have those scriptures on the walls and t-shirts and everywhere, but how do you really become inheritors of the plan of God? How? How can we see God do the impossible in our lives? Unless and until we bring Jesus into our lives, unless and until we take even the little things and big things to him, we'll be like this woman doing our own thing until we hit that wall where we can't go anymore. We don't have to wait that long. We don't have to come to a point where, well, I have no other option, so I'm going to try Jesus or I'm going to call out to Jesus now. You don't have to come to a place of no option. You don't have to go through that agony. God has never meant you. God has never meant for you to go through that kind of suffering, those are unnecessary suffering. If you bring Jesus way before, Jesus will take care of you. He will do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or imagine, according to the power that worketh in us. same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you Jesus. 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 Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in Him. In who? The Lord. Which Lord? The Lord who rose again from the dead. The all powerful God. Which Lord? The Lord who cares. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this time. Father, you are so wonderful. So miraculous, marvelous, glorious. There's nothing that you can do. So we just give ourselves over to you. Lord, I pray that you lead your people into a life of total reliance on the living God. Father, you break every chain. Break every shackle in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I pray may your people understand the importance of living with you 24-7. You're the God of the impossible. You turn water into wine. You open rivers in the desert. Lord, you do the impossible for your people. You're so alive. You're so near. Oh, Lord, you are here with us. I thank you. Touch your people, Lord. Touch your people, Father. All those who are here tonight, I pray that you will hear their cries. Whatever they are seeking you for, I pray that you will grant it to them. Break every chain in Jesus' name. And break every chain in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Lord, open the eyes of your people. Open the eyes of your people. Open the eyes of your people, Father, that they may see the king of glory. Hallelujah. Lord, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. And we praise you, Father. You're so good. We praise you, Lord. You're all powerful. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will bless your people this night. I pray that you will take this word deep into their spirits, O Lord. I pray that you will strengthen them, cause them to take this word, give heed to this word, put this word to practice, that they may have the faith to come to God, the problem solver. And that they may have faith to receive the instruction that is given by God, the problem solver. That they may have the faith to obey the instruction that is given by the Lord God, the problem solver. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you will continue to do great and mighty things in the lives of people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done to each and every single one who's here. You've brought them all, Father, because you love them and you care for them. I pray that you will continue to show more of your love, more of your grace, more of your goodness to each and every single one who's here, Lord. Thank you. I praise you. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise as your servant standing in the presence of God before the throne of God according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless your people with the blessing that you alone can bless them with that they may truly seek you above everything and for everything that the smallest thing and the biggest thing you may be brought before the living God. That you may direct the smallest step and the biggest step, O Lord. Thank you, I praise you. In Jesus' name. I pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for emphasizing the lesson, Lord, for us. We need you every moment, Lord. We need to call upon you for everything. Lord, you train us to look to you first, Lord, before we look to the first thought that comes into our minds, Lord, the first ability that we put forward, Lord, our thinking. Thank you for showing us, Lord, even as we heard the testimony before the message, Lord, a little child can say, Lord, help me. And to go with you, have you go with us everywhere. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you and praise you for all your mercy and grace this evening. Thank you for giving Pastor Lord, the grace, supernatural grace, Lord, for these days to be able to speak with to sleep. Thank you, Lord. But your word is precious. We thank you, Lord, for your word. As is written in the book of Chronicles. Lord, you said through Jehoshaphat, the king, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. We thank you, Lord, for your truth. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us to look for help. We praise you and thank you. Bless your people this evening and help us, Lord, to practice as we prayed the prayer before the message. Oh Lord, help me to be a doer of your word, not just a hearer only, to put into practice. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you that your God is near. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Lord.
2: When I call on Jesus. All things are possible. I can mount on wings like eagles and soar. When I call on Jesus, mountains are gonna fall. Cause he'll move heaven and earth too. Come rescue me when I call. If you
1: know the lyrics, you can sing just the chorus part.
2: When I call on Jesus, all things are possible. I can mount on wings like eagles and soar. When I call on Jesus, mountains are gonna fall. Cause he'll move heaven and earth too. Come rescue me when I call. Yes, he'll move heaven and earth too. Come rescue me when I call. Jesus, he'll move heaven and earth too. Come rescue me when I call.
1: Praise God. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
0: Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 Praise be to God. Before I say bye, uh, as I was finishing the prayer, um, let's see. The Lord brought this to me. So Becky, are you there? Me? Becky? Yes. 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 Yeah. So, yes. so when I was praying, the Lord brought this to me. You want to share what you texted me today, Becky? You know, with your testimony yesterday, how, uh, what God spoke when you reached out, you know, for change of your job and what did the Lord tell you to do and how God fulfilled it?
3: Well, the Lord told me he He wouldn't move me until I had gained what I needed to gain there. And then you reminded me this morning of what I needed to learn. And um, this morning on the call about, and I, I can't remember what you said this morning, but um, I needed to praise him in all circumstances and learn to be content in all circumstances. And so when I started to do that, then the opportunities, there were other opportunities. And I I can't remember. I, I remember you had spoke about it once, too. And Jensie had spoke about it on one of the mother's meetings, too, about taking all your problems to Jesus alone and, you know, not to everybody. And um that was something that I was really practicing a lot now there were a lot of tears and you know even tears at work and you know like I'd said I, I made the bathroom my prayer room and would lock myself in the bathroom and get on my knees but you know it wasn't the whole shift didn't happen until you know like I said the Lord reminded me to praise him in all circumstances and be content
0: Is that what you were asking me? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Praise God, praise God. So when Becky um, wanted the job change, the Lord um, spoke to her because she texted me about that. And um, the Lord had me tell her that God has a purpose for you here. Until the purpose is not finished, God is not going to move you. But God is working in you. And the work of God needs to be accomplished, then God will move you. And, uh, and God had very, you know, given a very specific instruction, Zan, praising Him, praising Him and being content. And, uh, God is so good. When she did that, then God opened the door for her, you know, for a far better job. So when God gives us something to do, when He tells us to do, He's working on the inside. He's changing us. He's making us better people. He's making us happy people. He's making us people who will depend on him, not go by what we see, but go by what God has told us. And God will make all things well. And so we praise God for today's word and, uh, you know, the practical application uh, in a small way. We heard in Becky's testimony and uh, many of you have similar testimonies, but God specifically brought her testimony up while I was praying, finishing up for tonight. And so may God bless us and uh, help us to hold on to him for everything. Get Jesus involved in every part of your life. Little things and big things. Let Christ become all in all. Praise be to God. I am going to say bye to all of you. Just bear with me. I'm going to stop this recording and switch my screen.